Welcome to Will You Med With Me, a series where I take stressed out comedy people, teach them to meditate, and see if they feel better. This podcast is for anyone who meditates or wants to try meditation and find out how easy it is. Here we go. Will Anderson. Hello. <laughs> we swapped seats. We're actually still at my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just recorded my podcast, but um, I've swapped to the comfy I, seat that I offer my guests normally, and now it's your podcast. Oh, good, yeah. And I, uh, I'm embarrassed a little that... Um, it's just embarrassing. I don't know why, but to be like, oh, you do my podcast? Yeah, you do mine? No, no. I'm, We're just I'm, exchanging podcasts, but it, that's it good. also makes sense. I mean, that, that feels to me like, you, you know, but also it's like going to Christmas. If you give someone a gift, it's nice to be able to oh. give a gift in return, right? Oh, that's a nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we are on my equipment, which will give will mean that I will forget that it is your podcast and I will start like taking over. So please, <laughs> oh, I, I give oh, you the floor. That's, that's I, it's, your, it's, your, it's your space. Well, let's talk meditation real quick. What uh, do, do you meditate? Have you meditated? Have what's been your experience with it? Any at all? Okay, so well, you seem like you've tried some hippie things. Uh, I'm pretty hippie okay. in general. I think would I be mean, the you're reaching for your kombucha, right? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, I think that people who know me well and know my true essence, because occasionally in the in the world that I live in, you know, I'm dressed in a suit on television or I'm mm-hmm. presenting things in a certain way, but people who see the way that I live and the kind of principles by which I live my life and mm-hmm. the interests that I have would certainly consider me, me to be a, like a, a hippie yeah. person. Like I certainly, you know, uh, I am not a religious person at all. I wasn't even really raised very religious. My mum, mm-hmm. you know, we went to church because my nana is Church of England. So, like the most, you know, if you if you're going to be you religious, call it Episcopalian. No, church we call, we just call it Church of England. Oh, Australia. Anglican, Anglican. Yeah, I think Anglican. we say in Australia. I was a, a group. We were Episcopalian, and then we left that church and went to one called Anglican Catholic. Oh, which it wasn't until I was in college that I was like. That you can't. No, you can't have. You. That's like saying that was vegetarian the, with bacon. Yes. Like it's. <laughs> that was exactly. It was a vegan with cheese. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was. I still don't understand. It was. They're like. Also, the idea that someone in. Like, We'd like the guilt, but. In, yeah. In like the nineteen. <laughs> we also like be, cakes. Be like. Uh, uh, no, we're Anglican Catholic. I'm sorry. That distinction is bizarre. Well, I, I mean, a lot of the distinctions we, we'll are bizarre. Divor- I'll divorce you and then cut your head off. I always think it's really weird that Christians and Muslims seem to be opposed to each other. When you, when you read the stories and the people mm-hmm. they believe in, a lot of them are the same characters. The same, yeah. Like the Muslims believe in Jesus. Like they don't believe to the same extent that they are like the person in the order there, but they think they were real. Yeah. Like you guys actually have a lot in common. Yes. <laughs> like- no, I think so too. And when I studied, uh, and again, I'm so terrible with details, it's like embarrassing to, to speak in public, but it, when you get into these, uh, the old stories like, uh, Abraham and Isaac and whatever it was, there was something that like, Oh, the Christian, like David, blah, blah, that was the Christian. And then Abraham, like that, that became the Jews. And then the other brother the, and then that became the Muslim. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, so it's literally all the same. <laughs> like it's literally, we're all cousins. Well, That's I mean, pr- pretty much every major religion has some version of the golden rule. You know, do yes. unto others as you would have them do unto you. Just because it's good human life yes, advice, it's, uh, right? It's, uh, yes. It's also, you could even test it scientifically. Right. And be like, oh, which is a better, you could do a focus group, which is better to, to treat people the way you'd like to be treated. 
or to just treat people the way you wouldn't like to be treated, which is, has a better outcome. Right. And science would it just make sense. <laughs> would go with the golden rule. I, I mean, I would add a caveat if I was going to do it scientifically, which was firstly ask for the permission of other people before you do unto them what you would like them to do unto you. Just <laughs> okay. to add a courtesy. All right. Yeah. Don't oh. force what you would like to do unto other people onto them. Would yeah. be my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is weird, it, but yeah. it's something I like. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm just going, go ahead. It was inter- uh, you know, close your eyes. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Pete Holmes's podcast, You Made It Weird, and he had yeah. uh, a guy who's done my podcast, uh, Hassan Minaj, who people yeah. might know from uh-huh. The Daily Show. And it was a really interesting conversation they were having about religion because Pete, you know, uh, came from being very religious mm-hmm. to now still kind of finding a different relationship, I think, with like a God-like figure in his life and uh-huh. you know Hassan you know you, you know was certainly raised you know, around the Muslim culture and mm-hmm. I don't know I won't speak for him and how closely he connects sure. to it now but um, you know some really interesting perspectives on the idea and they were having a kind of like thought about the idea of like you know comedians who will say you know I'm not religious but they will go to yoga or whatever oh, and yeah. like salute the sun or whatever and their kind of argument was, well, you are doing this thing that comes from religion. I maybe would twist that argument a little bit differently in the way that I see the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there were many great things that are involved in religions. That's why religions have survived for so long. There True. were essential truths or needs or whatever at the heart of those things that human beings have found helpful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we arrange them into these things we called religions. And now we live in a world where often other people step away from religion but find those same yes. needs being met, yes. whether it's community or advice or feedback or structure or mantras yeah, uh, or whatever uh, it is. A design for living, right. uh, an inner guide that f- feels positive. So my general philosophy to life, because I mean that's probably the only way I can answer that question, is like that is – I I literally have no idea. I've reconciled myself with the idea that I will never in my lifetime discover what the meaning of my life is or was. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how long I've believed that for, but a decent period of time now I've been resigned to the fact that I'm never going to get the answer. No one's ever going to say, well, this is what it was actually about and Mm -hmm. you did it right or wrong or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I am actually very interested in is – then within that parameter, finding out how I can live my best life, you know, mm-hmm. the life that is most authentic to me or how I can learn what it is that I think is important and try to like, you know, then because I think that that is the only life we can lead is a life of, you know, deciding to ourselves what we find important and then trying to honor those things. That's about as good a guess as we can have of, for me from my perspective. of. So I do a lot of those things often with an air of, and my, you know, I've been teased by this by people who know me well. I have a, a great air of skepticism that any of it is the answer, or oh, that any yeah. of it is going to necessarily fix anything or be some great solution to anything. And then I'm pretty much willing to. It's like I know in my head that naturopathy, for example, is mostly bullshit. Like scientifically, you know, I just don't know most what that is. like when naturopaths, like homeopathy, oh, okay. things like okay. that, like alternative medicine. A lot of time, that alternative medicine is alternative medicine is if it is actually not medicine, Got right? It. Yes. However, yeah. I am also open to the idea. Like vitamins are a massive con. For example, most of the vitamins we take daily are just mm-hmm. we. It's it's like witch doctory. Like mm-hmm. you don't need the vitamins; they go straight through your system. You need to get them in a different way but there are certain vitamins that i take that i have had great success with those vitamins for the things that they're meant to be so my mind goes into things i think 
both very open-minded, but also like, I like to hear why everybody, I have a podcast called philosophy where I ask the whole podcast is about asking people what they think life is about really. Mm. And I have been fascinated and loved every single person's story. So that's a very long winded way of me saying that of all the things that I have done, I've been quite interested in meditation. Um, I'm a big fan of David Lynch and he's a big proponent of transcendental meditation. Yeah. And I've gone and seen him speak, uh, you know, a few times and he's spoken about it and it's always sure. sound fascinating to me. And a lot of sports people that I admire speak about like the, you know, benefits that meditation has brought to their lives. I have never done it, despite the fact that, like, I've spoken about a few times sort of, like, meditating or learning to meditate and those sort of things. And I was thinking about it when you asked me to do the podcast. I was like, why haven't I, you know? And I think mostly just I don't feel like – I feel like I live a sort of life that seems to be the thing that people are looking for from meditation, so, oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, feel like you already have. I feel like so much of my life is spent with what maybe perhaps, and I hadn't really thought about this until, like, again, like mm-hmm. until I was thinking about why it is. No, that's interesting. But I kind of feel like I have a little inbuilt pressure release valve is probably the oh, best way of okay. putting it. So w- through my day, I feel like I do micro meditations. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like I have this system of the simplest one I, that comes to mind is if I'm working, I have an office at home, but there's a, so in between the house, there's a house and there's like a swimming pool backyard. And then I get it, at the rich. other end, yeah, what I was basically saying is I'm too rich to meditate. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm too busy counting my you're, he, you're here in my I, spare I house. I find a lot I, of stress release right. in counting Sometimes money. I just like really just rub the money on me. <laughs> It's a aromatherapy. Different currencies. I travel a yeah. lot. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I have American money I've earned. Yeah. I've got English money I've you earned. Just, you I've just got Australian step in the money. Tube I just, where it all flies around. I have one of those tubes installed in my house. Yeah, I no, spent some fun. of my money on a tube and then yeah. I put the rest of my money in <laughs> no, the no, tube. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, my, it's safer than a bank. No, yeah, no, it's why you want to get paid in <laughs> right. cash. No, I get it. Um, no, I. Uh, one, so I have an office out the back of my house. And what I will do during the day, often if I'm like working or busy or like I feel mm-hmm. myself becoming stressed, is I will clean the pool. Oh. And okay. I literally, when I'm cleaning the pool, like think of nothing yeah. other than cleaning the pool. You just sort of zone out. And you just zone out. Yeah. And it's like. It sounds like the little Buddhist garden. Right. That sand and the, you just have the rake and you're just doing this. You have to concentrate on it yeah. enough yeah. that you can fully concentrate your mind on it. And uh, I don't think – like the difference is it's the one time because there's other moments in my life where I will, you know, be relaxed or quiet or whatever. But really even when I sleep, you know, I have a very active mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, I always feel like – you know, there is ideas or things are ruminating or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot of time where that switches off. But weirdly enough, you know, just doing this one thing, like you said, in that sort of, it's very much the same. Yeah. And I think it also has something to do with the water. I feel very connected mm-hmm. to water as a person. Like I always feel calmer when I'm around water. Mm-hmm. I like, And you kind of see the water, water, um, you know, move and those yeah. sort of things. Like there's something about that that is very helpful to me. I can get all that. It's yeah. calming and... Right. So anyway, that was just the... And it's not building a thought. It's not 
being involved in your thoughts. Like you're kind of, it sounds like you're kind of like letting thoughts go by or whatever is you're like, oh, I'm taking these leaves and right. get, getting them out. Yeah. And I never really had thought about it like that, but even though I kind of, I guess instinctively know that that's yeah. why I was doing it. But I, I start call it like a, like an active meditation. Right. Possible. So, so then it interests me. So I started listening to your podcast. Oh, good good way to get some extra listeners, by the way, get someone involved because then they will listen back to. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more download. <laughs> oh, is that you? Um, What'd you hear? Well, I, I listened to a few people in, in particular, and it's, it's not, I like giving this person a shout out because I'm just such an unreserved fan of them as a comedic performer which is uh laurie kilmartin yeah, isn't she great who i i mean i just i think she i like i've I just happened to have been on a few bills in the last six months or so mm. where she's been running material or sort of getting things together for a special and whatever and i i don't know if there's anyone funnier around at the moment oh, like i see her awesome. i mean her at her best yeah like she is a bit like i mean i remember seeing her one night i saw her about three times in a week but one in particular it was at that uh you know the steve allen theater uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh and sometimes that can be a little sparse in the yeah. audience there yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a bit out of the way and it's one night and there's like you know it's like maybe 15 people in the room in the audience but like an audience that are good comedy fans like they've yes. come to have a good time they just that uh, place attracts comedy right. fans, yeah, for sure. And she if came. You know about that place, you're a comedy fan. And they hadn't quite been served by the show that had been happening. That mm-hmm. there had been no one so far that had gone on and just been yeah. good enough to kind of meld everyone together. Yeah. But they'd been waiting for it. And she came out and she did this set. And I knew, like, you know, as a comedian, there was just one of those nights where you would have got there and there's not many people there yeah. and you're blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe you could just come out and go through it. But it was like, honestly, one of the best sets I've seen uh, in like 24 months. It was I amazing. It. it was just one of those times where you were, well, I've got every bit of that just seemed perfect to me. And I listened to – it was funny because I listened to her and she probably like has a very different worldview and like skeptics. Like she, oh, she's a real stress case. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's Whereas a, I'm not. Yeah, in fact, oh, yeah, and no, in I, fact often yeah. I'm – I think my like approach to like my life having been extremely stressful for 20 years mm-hmm. is to have really adopted a position of trying to not be stressed about yeah. anything – and, like, sometimes that can be problematic in itself, you know. Like, sometimes there are situations that actually would have been resolved by you being a little bit more not cool with the situation, uh-huh, like, right. at an earlier time. And I think, like, you know, you can be uh, – being too cool with everything can be its own type of kind of passive aggression or whatever it is. So, I certainly – anyway, that, that's all just very long-winded, right. well, you know, base setting for – Well, and then there's – past that is, like, I don't care. Yeah. Or whatever, which is a little different. Yeah. But no, yeah, I get that. And I, and I even, I say she's um, uh, a stress case in the sense that um, she was a, an app, she was a competitive athlete. Right. And I think she just still approaches everything. Like, that's why her comedy is so good because she, like, down to the syllable, down to the line, where's the placement? Was it like, right. It's, it's, uh, it's it's not like half improvised or or what you know it is it is so exact and like she loves to murder on stage she right. is a murderer like she and that's her goal be is great like, if you just wanna... hadn't said on stage yeah no if she I, loves no, to she's murder. murder she's a murderer she kills, she's like that's why she's so high stress she kills to be honest. people she, she does not enjoy yeah 
She does know. She's a but psychopathic she, murderer. No, she and has, also a very successful writer and stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, also I mean, great uh, writes for Conan O'Brien. Triple threat. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, for sure. She's... Uh, I mean, there's been funny murderers, but she's laugh. like a proper funny she's murderer. She's a great writer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she can wield people. a knife. Yeah, like no uh, one's you, business. You don't even know I mean, what you hit you. Never see her fingerprints. <laughs> she's had those Immaculate. shaved off. Yeah, <laughs> fingerprints no, shaved off. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's a murderer. Uh, yeah. she's a word murder, but she, um, yeah, but she does try to meditate and, and do the, but she, and that's why to me, meditation is, um, I don't know. It's interesting in many ways, but, but one is if you're super type A, um, as, as Lori is like, even on, on that show, it was funny. I think we mentioned on the show that I was going to drive her to the airport yep. after she, it was raining and so there was traffic and there was drizzle. She was so uncomfortable. She like she was like, I'm so sorry, it's raining. And I was like, You you didn't control the you rain. Didn't do this. And, and then she does was she? Like, does she, she like, also oh, can I'm control so the rain? It's taking so long. Sorry, oh, she's you, a writer, performer, podcaster, murderer, and she controls rain, weather. Rainmaker. rainmaker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's a. Uh, when I say she's uh, a weather person, yeah. I mean she literally in control controls of, of the weather. Yeah, not a reporter. I mean, it seems like an extra responsibility she didn't need to take on. You know, you know what? I'm she's like, raising a child as I, well. When you know? I thought when she became a single mom, I was like, give up the weather thing. But I mean, seriously, like, no. she's like, it's a passion. She's a control freak, right? Yeah. So a weather control freak. Like, it's a uh, it's a passion. <laughs> it's a passion control. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, also occasionally handy to murder people. Yeah. Well, I mean, a random weather, weather event. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes with she can wipe out towns. Right. Well, that's how you get it she's done. She's done it when she's at work. <laughs> Every hurricane right. is a hurricane, Lori. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we call them different things for yeah. some reason. Uh, it'd be confusing it, if you're like, yeah. oh, the Lori of '09. No, no, no the no. Lori of '12. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she was so she was shifting in her seat, and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like she couldn't just let a human drive her to the airport. Then we get to the airport and she takes out money. To give to you? Yes, I'm her friend. Yeah. She took out money and I was like, she, she was, here, here, here. And I was like, no, I don't, it's, I'm driving you to the... I mean, that... So li- then I, I kept trying to shove it back and she had no open pockets on her jacket or her back and I kept <laughs> on trying On purpose. To, yeah, no, she did. She had zipped well, everything Well, that's how up. you get evidence in there, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, fingernails no, no, and... No, there was a clearly... D- d- it wasn't her murdering no, jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get the money back in there. And then, then it became like just a, uh, um, gosh, I wish I knew words better. Um, Keystone Cops <laughs> just became sure. like a ridiculous, like I'm trying to pass it to her. And she's, she's like, no, no. And she's batting it away. And then I was like, let me be your friend. Right. <laughs> and she, she, she ran away. She like batted the money back to me and she goes, I don't want to be friends. And she ran into the airport. I mean, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, literally but there point- are services that you can book that where you give people money to drive <laughs> you to know. the airport. Well, the whole point of getting a friend to drive you to the airport is, that you don't have to give them also, money. Also, I was like, I'll do it. Right. I didn't, I wasn't like, I'll do it, but only if it takes seven minutes. But like, also, yeah, and look, there is mind. there is a thing where don't deny you your good deed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is actually some value in letting someone help you sometimes, like, yeah. or letting someone go out of their way. Sometimes if someone offers to go out of their way to do something for you, it's because yeah. them going out of their way to do something for you will 
like fulfill a need in them. They will feel like they, you know, did something of value um, or they'll feel like, you know, they helped you out or they were closer to closer you or whatever, right? There's an exchange. Yeah. There's, I'm glad to do it. It's not a big deal. But uh, then the other neck, you know, this what the real problem was is it was a good amount of money. Now I'm hooked. <laughs> right. Now I... <laughs> I kind of want to drive her to the airport all the time. Right. I mean, for the money. I kind of don't want to be a chauffeur. Yeah, I'm quitting my other job. I'm (laughs) I'm a one lady Uber just for where Lori to the airport. I mean, that's not a bad private driver. You get that. Good side job. Hang out (laughs) with a friend. It's not bad. Do you know what I mean? Um, You should give her, yeah, you give her a card (laughs) to say, look, you know what? Whenever you need a a ride somewhere. uh, I don't don't do a lot now. So, yeah, day or night. Next time, ask for a tip. Yeah. And tip? Is there a tip? It, yeah, it, yeah, it, and it'll go up a little. I'll linger. Right. Uh, Just is a handout. I got a. Ooh, uh, it's been it's been that number for a yeah. Where you where you? I mean, it was have a, you seen fuel prices? It was a little rainy. Today. I wasn't near you it's today. I actually today. had to come out of my it way to get to you than, today. A little so. longer than usual. <laughs> well, all right. Well, pick you up. Yeah. Also, maybe I'll be on time. Maybe. What? Well, for um, the right money. For the right money. I just want to hang yeah. it over it. But my point is with, uh, so with somebody like you, meditation's great. And for somebody like uh, Lori, somebody who, um, it's hard for them to slow down. It's great in the sense of you can go, well, just five minutes. You know, like, can you step away from all your appointments and life and Facebook and opinions and really it's stepping away from, um, if you really let go when you meditate, you're sort of stepping away from your own like self identity and ego. Like you just don't, there's nothing for me to uphold for these five minutes or whatever while I'm meditating. And for you, it sounds like, you know, you've sort of come to like, Cause you do it consciously with like the pool or whatever, like, Oh, I'm feeling a little stressed. I'm going to go do this thing that releases stress. So like, that's good. Um, so what do you think then? And I, I'm only asking cause I'm interested. Yes, please. Uh, but what, <laughs> what do you think? I'm only asking <laughs> because that's what a question. Yeah. Does. I'm only I asking because I am interested in what your answer to this is. <laughs> I asked with no agenda is there my is point. No other um, is, so what do you think that, you know, that I will, because I don't even want to frame this question like, in. Could you benefit from meditation? Well, because firstly, you feel a little better than here's what I this thousands year old practice. You're well, like, I'm kind of better than this. No, that's not what I'm saying. That was a little aggressive. <laughs> really, I was accused of being a pedophile for my dog. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good point. But that was on a completely different podcast. Let's so not bring no, it it's, up. It's something about this chair. Uh, no, um, I firstly don't necessarily have an attitude of needing to go into things to get something out of them. Oh yeah, yeah. So I am actually of the philosophy that I quite often, like I'm happy to do something with no agenda of getting anything particularly mm-hmm. out of it. And then, you know, possibly be surprised that I did or, you know, don't care that I didn't, you know, like sure. I'm not one of those people who's like, well, what's in it for me? Yep. Why would I do that? What am I, what's going to be better in my life? Like next week, if I, that's not what I'm asking you. Okay. Then you. I. But I. What I have want to. Leave to America. What, yeah, I know, right? I do <laughs> you sometimes. Don't fit in at all. No, I don't. <laughs> but what I, I guess, like, so what do you think that I might enjoy about it, or what do you think that I, I might get from this that I don't feel that I'm already 
you know, getting from just living the life, my life the way that I'm living it. Yeah. You might get uh, a sense of rest. Um, some, um, the, in the, in the kind of meditation, the kind of meditation that David Lynch does is very similar to the kind that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is called Vedic meditation. He does transcendental, um, essentially my teacher, um, worked with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi for a long time. Um, and then started teaching this practice independently. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's a very similar practice. Uh, and that's where, um, David Lynch learned from Maharishi uh, or at least someone in that organization, but possibly from him directly. Um, so it's a 20 minute, twice a day, you go into a deep set of, um, a deep relaxation. Some say two to five times deeper than sleep. So what I teach people on the uh, on this podcast, like what I talk about is, is mindfulness, where there's not a mantra. We don't use a silent mantra. You just simply notice your breath because it's sort of something you can focus on that you always have. Or if you don't have it, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, it's a good point. <laughs> Who's with me? Yeah, right. Um, Come on, guys. Hey, alive people take a break. Right. Um, so... <laughs> So, yes. So, um, I mean, sleep apnea. Some so, people, some people stop breathing for a bit and then, like, oh, sure. you know. So, I mean, but, but I, to any people who have sleep apnea, it who, comes, it comes then, back. You know, it comes um, back. Hopefully, so, fingers crossed. Each yes. time, so, each time, it's a lottery. So, you know, one thing could be uh, when we sort of notice our breath and and thoughts come. Totally normal part of this practice. Um, we can be engaged in those thoughts, and then when we become aware, oh, our attention's not on the breath, we go back to the breath. Um, so when you say the- that, that's interesting because I've heard you say that to other people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my question is, I guess, is like when you say you can kind of acknowledge the thought, like are you just saying like, oh, that's a thought, like oh, there's a thought, or like actually acknowledging the – like, you know, I mean, is there a difference between those two things? Yeah, no, there's a difference between two. So, so um, uh well, let me answer the one question, then okay, don't sure. let me forget that one. But the you come back to things so brilliantly on your podcast, but I, I I'm afraid I won't. Um, oh, so no. one, I think uh, By the way, I don't. I get so many follow. <laughs> I get so many follow up emails and letters from people going, "What happened to, what happened to that story? <laughs> like, where were you? Um, what hobo?" Well, one thing. Uh, so I think you could get a, a sense of rest. I think this is something you could do on on airplanes. Oh yeah. I think it's something where it might help. Give your mind a little job the same way the pool cleaning does mm-hmm. that allows then your body to like go into a, a state of rest and, and relax in a way that um, it's just a technique for that. So it, it's just the difference between, oh, sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't. And then like, oh, I have this technique so I can do it. Uh-huh. So like I can sleep on a plane sure. or I can whatever. So that you could, you might find really helpful. Um, and the really cool David Lynch thing is uh, – and it – and he speaks directly to transcendental because that's his practice. But I have found in teaching um, a really deep practice that takes a course to learn and then also teaching mindfulness, which I can teach in five minutes and totally for free, um, people get very similar benefits. Like like that meditation, I'm convinced, is something that your mind and body want to do. Right. So once we learn like a little technique, I feel like people go, oh, oh, okay, that's not this. And the reason I do this podcast is because 
anything I can do, everyone can do. <laughs> I'm just not, um, I'm a little above average intellectually, but otherwise I'm just a regular, I'm just a really normal person. I don't want to sit still. I don't want to be quiet. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't, I'm just, I'm not a naturally quiet person who's just going to, oh, I just love to sit on the sofa and not think about anything. Like that's not any human person. <laughs> it's certainly not me. So I feel like I can do it. So I like to talk about it. I feel like meditation was sort of branded um, and not even sort of, it was branded. It was, it was branded in a, uh, there's a guru and you sort of sit at their feet and listen to them. And there's a, it kind of uh, got lumped in with uh, religion or s- something similar, like, Oh, it's similar to a priest, right. Or, a uh, and isn't there like a, uh, ancient Asian something or other where like, you know, if I, if I did this a hundred years, I'll feel a drop of Nirvana or whatever. And it's like, no, <laughs> I like to teach it like, no, it, uh, no, it makes me mad. What if a whole bunch of people wanted to sit at your feet and worship you? No. Oh my God. I would be so (laughs) creeped out. I would be so creeped out. Um, no, I would find that not fun at all. Although if I set up a Patreon account and people want to give me money, that's fine. Yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) but no, now it's a religion. My feet, feet, not interested. Yeah. But Patreon, my cult, but the same amount of religion as anything else on Patreon. So, so yeah. So I think that, so for example, this, and, uh, I may have done this to Lori that you, that you listen to, like just close your eyes and you can take your hand off the table and like, just close your eyes. And open your eyes. Was that a little relaxing? Yeah. I to me, it's like it's just that easy. Of like, I, I we're and it's also American culture to like make everything really hard. Or if well, if it's good, it's really right. It needs to be different or whatever. Yeah. And I and also try applying you, try applying for a visa to this country. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and if you yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. So it's very hard. But also, I can't charge money for it if I'm telling you it's easy. Right. If I'm telling you it's easy as closing your eyes, you're not going to pay me a bunch of money because they're like, well, I can can close my eyes. So So, is this podcast about how you're a bad business person now? Is that what you're saying? That's what what you've learned from meditation? If we all went from this into like a Suze Orman thing and go, oh, but how can I monetize this thing that everyone can do already? So, but also that's mindful is there is another thing that takes longer and is more involved sure. and I, I'm glad to charge money for that. But the, um, but yeah, this is like, it's like how yoga to some degree you could argue is stretching, Yeah, you know, like we learned <laughs> there are very specific yoga techniques and then some of it is, is, is very similar to stretching that we all did in PE and school. It's like, yeah, you don't, you don't inherently have to pay $20 a class no. To stretch your legs and, and also, and touch your toes. but also you don't need to like necessarily get involved in all the the humming and the whatever. Yes, like yeah. you can just do the stretches. Yes, <laughs> you can just yes. be there. They're like, hey, I'm cool that you guys are here for the other stuff. Yeah, but you know what? I just, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly here for the stretching. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. And there's so, lots of hot girls here. Yeah, well, <laughs> so that's my understanding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was a fictional person. No, I don't know who a, that no, was. A lot I've never of, been to yoga. There's a lot of be- beautiful <laughs> girls in yoga and then a couple of weird dudes. Yeah, that's, that's what my, I imagine. That's been my experience. That was who that character couple was. Of One weird, of those uh, weird that, dudes. That guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of hot girls here. Anyway, I'm wearing a you muscle guys, shirt. You guys do Bikram? <laughs> 
I like Bikram. When's that bend over part? Um, <laughs> bend over Bikram. part. Bikram. He seemed like a cool guy. What? Oh. Not supposed to be talking. All right. Not supposed to be talking. Hey, is that your water bottle or mine? <laughs> okay, creep. So, um, here's a question, and then we'll see. Because there was also a through line of what you were talking about with the stuff you do in your life, which is it's experiential. If you yes. try something and it works for you, you're like, great. Yes. Generally, vitamins, not a fan, but I, you've had experience with these couple of things that are helpful to you, so you do them. And I feel similar um, about this practice. And then also, I have a teacher who all he's done is, is teach this for like 40 years. Mm. But he, he said one time, which I really liked, he was like, hey, if I found something better, I'd do it. I just right. have some weird loyalty to this. You know, he's like, this works for me, so I yeah. do it. And I, what I found from my practice was, oh, mindfulness works for a lot of people too, and some people even prefer it. So um, I like teaching it. So quick question, will you med with me? Yes. You want to try it? Sure, yeah. I'm excited. That That's you, why I'm here. Never well, no, it. I'm here because it's my apartment. But, yeah, no. you. Can, but in I, general, no, I have in to the leave. sense of this podcast, yeah, okay. it's why you're here. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> um, uh, so here, here's how I do it. We'll try right. it and um, don't mind the time, um, but we won't do it uh, a super long time and we'll see if you like it. Sure. Um, or if you hate it. If you've just imagine. Out, can you, you imagine? just come out like, if I finally, like, something that like, really gets me really angry, I was like, <laughs> it's this. Turns out the only thing I enjoy is the sound of my own thoughts. <laughs> Why did you deprive me of these brilliant comedic thoughts? That is my hell. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer your question before we start. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. Of the, um, yeah, that's handy. So, when I, so your question exactly is when I say you can be involved in your thoughts, what yeah. I mean? Well, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that is what I mean. Because okay. you, because, you say that you can like acknowledge them or be involved or whatever it is. Mm. So what do you, yeah, I don't quite understand what you mean by okay. that. Uh, and I appreciate that question because uh, I'm sure other people have. Uh, if I were to act, if I were to script my, what's going on inside my head when I meditate, let's say it might be something like this. Yep. <laughs> um, I have, I haven't rehearsed this. So um, don't, I don't want you to. Is this part of it? I don't <laughs> This is my solo show in my head when I meditate. Okay. Uh, Fade in. What? Uh, But if I'm meditating, so it's like I close my eyes and I just notice my breath and then thoughts start coming. So when I first start meditating, my thoughts are probably a bunch of to-do lists. Like, oh my God, I have so much laundry to do. I don't even know when I get out of here and I have to go back over the hill and stupid rain and people drive. And then I notice, oh, my attention's not on the breath. feel stupid is will even doing this <laughs> <laughs> who listens to this i don't even know if people are li- why a pot- what do i think is going to happen from this pot this is so stupid what am i oh my attention is on the breath 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 i'm wearing jeggings why am i, why am I wearing jeggings i feel like <laughs> is anyone noticing that it's so stupid that i'm wearing jeggings my attention is on the breath so does that yep. make sense? No, that makes so sense. So when I say involved in your thoughts, like let's say we meditate for five minutes. Yep. If for four minutes, like you notice your breath, you start from the beginning yep. and then you get into a thought and you're involved in that thought for four, you don't notice that you're thinking a thought 
for four minutes. And then at minute four, you go, oh, my attention on the breath, right. breath, breath. You're still meditating. Right. And that's often the case in the beginning. And then what happens where, um, to me, tra- transcendental is such a great name for that practice. Um, trans- transcend, you go beyond. So the idea is you're going beyond thoughts. So one of the things that happens, and I'll, I'll talk about it this way. Deepak Chopra talks about it. It's the practice he did. He was with Maharishi for a long time as well. Um, so when I, even in what I just explained, like if I'm going to oh, jaggings, this is so, <laughs> why do I think it's okay to wear jaggings? Then I pause. Oh, my attention's not on the breath. Then there's a little space and my attention goes to the breath, breath. Oh, it's kind of cold today. It's kind of like period, dot, dot. It's going to be cold all week. That sucks. No, it's good. I, you know what? I hate when it's hot. <laughs> period, dot, dot. Sometimes there's a little space, just like in uh, punctuation, like period, dot, dot, or period, dot, as the young kids do it, where there's no thought. There's There's a little space between the thoughts where... If you sort of looked at it with a microscope, it's like, that's just you being your, um, and I used to not say that cause it seemed too esoteric for me. Like I'm trying to be cool. What? But it was like, you're just being, you're conscious and you're sitting, but you're not, you're not doing anything and you're not even thinking. There are moments between thoughts and sometimes in meditation, those moments are wide. So there's like a wide, like there's five seconds of no thought or there's 10 or there's 15 or there's sometimes when people meditate, it feels like you close your eyes to meditate. And then one second later, you look at the time and it's been five minutes or it's been 10 minutes. And you're, it's kind of a weird, you're like, I didn't, what? Like I, that was like a blackout meditation because the mind got used to it or something of like, there was activity in the mind, but nothing that in your awareness. And so you can have these moments of transcendence or these sessions of transcendence where you go into this meditative state where like, there's no thought at all and you're not doing anything and you're not thinking. Um, and I, I can't imagine there's any benefit to that, but that's what happens. <laughs> no, I, I think there's a benefit. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want, to do that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you may black out it's for a s- a seconds at a time, time and there will be no benefit. Well, but you... You I may mean, you be like, able to not remember you're not, you're not great moments come, of your you're life. You're not going to come out of your yeah. meditation and like not have your pants on. Right, well, are you not? It's what the, that's the picture you just Rarely. painted. Rarely. Like no, that. no, but... The, but that sounds good though, right? No? Do not have any thoughts? <laughs> it's like uh uh like a bre- you power off your phone to yeah. let it reboot. No, I hear. Because it's it's a blackout meditation but without like you didn't chemically <laughs> Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I've had whole weekends like No, that. I give people I've got years I can't I remember. I give people roofie my Yeah, I think I, I think I meditated between about ninety eight yeah. and two thousand and one. No, that was no, a real real good meditation. Yeah. Just, like, you I was grab heavily a bottle, meditated. You're like, I'm going to meditate <laughs> <Yeah>. so hard tonight. 
So, no, the... Um, it opens up, it, your friend David Lynch likes to talk about, um, he has a great book called um, Catching the Big Fish. Mm-hmm. So he, and he talks in it, it's great because he has these short little chapters and one will be about um, consciousness and, and what it's like to meditate and he, he describes it as, it's like uh, the Empire State Building and uh, a thousand golden maids come and clean out all the rooms and it's just this like mind scrub like this cleansing of the mind this sort of reboot and then he'll talk about making Mulholland Falls and then he'll talk about <laughs> the Upanishads and this <laughs> deep and then he's like then on the set of Twin Peaks like it's gr- it's so great this book Catching the Big Fish and the title comes from oh do you know it or okay no. so the title comes from he says um he thinks of great ideas, big ideas are like um, big fish uh-huh. in the ocean. And you have to go really deep to get the big fish in the ocean, just like you have to go really deep to get the big, weird, interesting ideas. Sure. So, and for and Occasionally, him, if you go very deep into the ocean, you get those ugly, fucked up ideas. Yeah. And or, he has a few of those Or ones. you find uh, sunken ships. Sunken ships? And just uh, skeletons that do this if you're in 3D. I know nobody can see because it's a podcast. Sorry, I recently... With, with uh, the skeleton hand there is coming a lo- right at you. There is a lot of... 3D. Like, if, if you ever want to Google, like, scariest... You Google scariest deep sea creatures. And there are some things that exist on this planet that are more terrifying than ever anything you would ever see in an alien movie like that are things that just live in our oceans it's quite amazing but just like terrifying and then also probably some really cool fish totally cool fish yeah. <laughs> sorry that was the point no i don't know that's the david lynch i, you know right. I don't want any good i don't want fish but um uh so that's that's one idea too of it's sort of um the way someone might want to do through uh, drugs, perhaps like we're accessing a different part of the mind and giving our conscious mind sort of a break. Yeah, yeah. So why? Why? I mean, I have done that through drugs. Yeah, no, and yeah. Uh, I, I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it too much. Hence, hence uh, the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I got to check in with people a couple times a week to you go, guys, I really did like it. You guys all liked and, it a lot and too. And they're huh? like, yeah, yeah we, we liked like it too. It. We, we liked, liked it. it. Let's yeah. tell some stories. Yeah, we, t- we tend to not. Anyway. <laughs> this is a, this is a good way really though. This it. is good. Um, all right. So, yeah. So here's how we do it. Uh, this, this version is uh, just close your eyes. And uh, so anybody listening, just close your eyes. Sit. Comfortably, you want to be comfortable in your seat. You want to have your back supported. And first, um, I'll talk you through a little, and then I'll stop talking. Um, Just notice your breath. Like, just notice it. It doesn't have to be any different than it is. As you notice your breath, you're going to find that... um, your mind produces thoughts, which is totally fine. It's thoughts are a part of this meditation. So you're going to have thoughts. And so what's going to happen is you can think those thoughts. You're not pushing them away. You're not putting up any force against the thoughts. You can have these thoughts. Um, And when you become aware that your attention is not on the breath, just put your attention back on the breath.
So you'll have your attention on the breath. Easily, effortlessly, thoughts will come. You can be engaged in those thoughts. I guess kind of it feels a little daydreamy. You can be engaged in them. And then when you're aware, oh, my attention's not on the breath. You just put it easily back on the breath. No expectations. Just see what happens. And um, I'll let you know when we're done.
go ahead and stop meditating, but I'm not gonna leave your eyes closed for another minute or half a minute or so. Um, sort of come out of it a little. Um, and you can listen. One of the things that um, is beneficial of this practice is letting, even at the, the simplest level, is like letting your mind do something different than what it usually does. Um, for a lot of us, worry is something that's really, I, th- I think like worry and uh, anger and um, maybe like inner victim talk. There are certain things that people are just used to doing with their minds. And for me, before I ever learned to meditate, that's all my mind did. Like all, all I knew was identification with my thoughts. Like that's all, all I could know. Um, and yeah, you can open your eyes if it feels all right. You just don't want to open them too fast and get a headache. Um, so all my mind knew was direct identification with thoughts. And when we meditate, we get distance from thoughts. And for some people, that's like a real lifesaver. Like, um, it sounds like sort of the way you are, and as a writer and an observer of life, you might be a little more in touch with that observer part of your mind. Um, but I think for some people, it's just like, I'm mad. even the way we phrase it in, in our language, um, we don't say like, I feel mad or I feel sad or I feel some sadness. We go, I'm mad. Right. I'm sad. <laughs> I pit like it's a total identification, um, which could just be semantics or it could mean more, but essentially, well, I mean, humor is like the one that like, you know, we have a sense of humor and, you know, that idea of somebody uh, saying you're not funny or, you know, yeah. that person's not funny. Whereas what they're really saying is that person is not to my taste. Yes. I don't, I don't find that person funny. Yeah. Clearly Jim Carrey is funny. Yes. Like there is an audience to Jim Carrey. Yes. There are people laughing right here that you're looking at, at his right. jokes. You don't like, I mean, anyway, that's yes. the one that springs to mind when yeah. you. Patch Adams. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the the thing that I'm fascinated by is that the brain builds neural pathways. So if I'm a worrier, that's like a well-worn neural pathway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I like to tell people about meditation, especially people who are like just starting, is this gives your mind a detour, um, which already is beneficial if what you've been doing is negative. If your mind is constantly... Uh-huh curing diseases, then right. great, don't detour it. But for a lot of people, <laughs> the mind is like doing a lot of like, it doesn't feel good. Like there's just a lot of noise and stuff. And so well, if we even just close our eyes and go, Oh, I had a thought. Oh, I go back to my breath. The mind is learning like, Oh, there's an option. It's, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more with that. I mean, the amount of times where, and I think that sometimes as, tra- as a traveler, mm. you, you, you get, you immediately are aware of the fact that sometimes as soon as you step away from a situation and give yourself a little bit of distance, the whole thing can actually resolve itself. It's just so impossible to see when you're in the middle of it. So even if you have legitimate reasons to be upset or to be angry, having like sometimes it's the rolling of anger, like getting up in the morning and still feeling angry that gives you no break or perspective on which bits are the bits that you legitimately have a right to be angry at versus the other things that are getting caught up in the fact that your mindset is set to 
anger at the moment. Yeah. Or I think of it also in terms I may have opened my eyes a little bit too quick. I do feel like I do have a little oh, bit of a headache. You close them if you want. No, I, now I'm there, I'm there open, but like I, I was <laughs> no, a little skeptical of you saying that, but now I, I have, do have a little in the back of my head. So you would say I'm right about everything? I, I think, is that what you heard? <laughs> No, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a little thing of, uh, it's a lot of information flies in when we open our eyes. So I try to tell people to leave them close. Um, uh, but I would say to that too, like what I find a lot is, uh, we watch the news and get angry and there's reasons, like you're saying, there's valid Uh reasons to be upset with, uh, uh, news information, but. I think there, there, it, it would, it serves you to have a healthy um, boundary because there's a difference between like, oh, this thing that's happening in the world angers me or upsets me, but I also my real focus is uh, I have a nice home and a family and a, a dog I love. I mean, I don't have a family I was broken up with, but for <laughs> another person might have a family that they enjoy or, you know, like, like there's, you, you stole a dog. There's, though, so <laughs> I stole a fine. dog and that's my family. <laughs> I have a stolen family. I had to break another family. Down. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, but I think like, cause I, I've been asked by like a news comic, like, well, how can you watch the news and still be happy? And it's like, well, because you, you notice the difference of like, oh, I'm watching the news. Right. Oh, I'm watching the news in in this house where I live with this person I love. Yeah. And this news is this, mostly, not about me yes yeah and that it's like that that there can be a um a distinction made anyway yeah. also well i mean my friend justin hamilton who's an australian stand-up comedian but mm-hmm. also a, a guy who you know i value his opinion on like you know life and his perspective People on things love justin hamilton the musical uh yeah it's really popular yeah <laughs> Mike Pence went to see Justin Hamilton's show no. and got booed at that yeah, as well. No, that's it was, what I heard. Yeah. I heard. <laughs> uh, unprofessional, but I get it. He actually you know, should come over here and open, like, Justin really Hamilton. cash in on that. That would be amazing. Yeah, Justin Hamilton, Justin the Hamilton. musical. Just... <laughs> Did you know Hamilton is going to be at the Steve Allen Theater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, Tickets just, are only Justin $5. Hamilton. It's Oh, Justin, sure. <laughs> I um, he he's very fond of like saying, you know, two two things can be true, and yes. and I think that that's like one of those things where you can go the world. Those things can also all be terrible, but you can also find you know great joy or appreciation in your own life or your own yeah. world, you know, like two things do not have to necessarily. Yes, you know, I mean, this idea that you know. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think we're ever going to agree on anything if we have to agree on everything. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, and look, there is an argument to be made even with the news things that you're not getting a proper perspective on where we are in the history of civilization because I've seen the argument be made by people who are much smarter than me that we've actually never lived, there's never been in human history a greater time to be alive. Like more people, you know, we are the peak of technology. Mm. More people have access to healthcare and food and all those sort of things. Like mm-hmm. we're less at war than we used to be. But HBO we HBO go, but HBO go. But we have mm-hmm. so much information about these things that it feels like the the in the old days, you know, half of the people in a country would still die of some disease, right. but you just wouldn't hear about it. Yeah, and there is some sort of either 
uh, someone who's close to me in my life who doesn't watch the news at all. And her attitude is the whole to the whole thing is, well, if something big enough happens, you always hear about it, yes. and then the rest of the stuff just makes you sad or annoyed or angry. And yes, and, and I do think there is some you know value to that perspective. Yeah, and even uh, the Michael Moore movie about um, so it was Fahrenheit or Columbine, but the. Like that is what news. That's the job of news, right? To, because fear, fear, enraging headlines, right? You know, is something that you're doing every day killing you. Keep, keep tuning in for right. us so we can sell shoes and cars <laughs> during the commercials. Um, how? What was your experience in that meditation? Uh, so, uh, the, a couple of things. Well, firstly, I, I enjoyed it. Like it was a, it was a pleasant experience for me. Like I felt like uh, I'd noticed, like more than I expected to notice. Like oh. I did, I didn't feel like I would, I mean, I, I got that it was going to be breathing and whatever, mm-hmm. but I like, there was a real uh, sense of like, firstly, I, as I was concentrating on my breathing, like my breathing slowed without me going, I'm going to slow my breathing. Mm-hmm. But I was very aware that I kind of needed less and less, like as I was concentrating on breathing, it was like I needed less and less breath or I wanted to, the best way to concentrate on it was to, hold the breath like to have bigger breath so it gave Mm -hmm. me a more folk maybe that was it i don't really know why but anyway for whatever reason and then i felt a real sense of like the darkness closing in on me like everything became like my body and whatever felt like instead of me feeling like i felt really kind of i don't know enclosed is the wrong word because that feels like i mean trapped but Mm -hmm. it just felt like everything became i guess focused is probably Um. a way of putting it like so that there was less idea that there was anything outside just the way I was sitting in my body mm. here. So they were kind of the major sort of like, fit, like where I was like, Oh, that was interesting. I did not expect that I would like, it got a bit dark. It got darker at one point mm-hmm. And like, I just, everything felt like I was a bit close, like, you know, a bit more. Um, and the, the more interesting, well, the more I was. So after you had run me through your thoughts, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, good, I get that. That that all makes sense to me. But then what I really noticed was, apart from at the start, where I, I had like, I was like, I wonder if Laura has her eyes shut as well. I just, my moment, I was like, I, I had that moment of like, oh, going, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that was, and that was a really easy thought to go, ah, oh, there's the thought, right? Yeah. But then I noticed that once I was like, yeah, kind of breathing, I would have still have other thoughts, but they were all about, the actual thing that I was doing, which was a little bit harder to like, cause oh. if the thought was like, Oh, it's cold in here. Like at one stage, my leg started to, um, I just had a little, uh, like my muscle, like flexing my leg. And I noticed uh-huh. that easy one. I'm like, oh, my, oh, my muscle, blah, blah. Okay. That's what All I'm thinking right. about. Go back. Right. But I had a couple of like, like really sort of like close, more closely linked to, like, you know, like thoughts like this, like, oh, I think I'm doing this pretty well. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, but, yeah. which is a thought where I'm going, but that's still like, a, not a, that's still a thought yeah. that I probably shouldn't be thinking. Like, I want to be concentrating on my breathing. But you've snuck in that thought because you're, you've snuck in yes. like you're helping this process. Yes. Like this thought in my mind of that I'm doing this well, but I'm like, oh, you snuck in your <laughs> random thought with like complimenting <laughs> on me on how I, ah, and then I had that thought, so you know, I had the funny. thought about the random thought and then I'm like, now I'm just thinking about this and I'm oh, not actually, funny. even though I'm like, so that was interesting. And I found that a little like harder to cope because I felt, intertwined almost to go, uh, yeah. you know, like, ah, oh, shut up. You're not meant to be here. Other than that, that was kind of my, that was my, the broad strokes of my experience, I think. 
Did you feel, well, and part of it too, that's great. And isn't it so funny to talk about what happens in your head, like to speak out loud and put words to what's happening in your consciousness when like, it's such a funny thing. And then I'm in this thought and then I'm like, Oh, that's a thought. Now I'm I'm doing this thought twist or whatever. Or it's similar with, uh, we tell people when we're, we're, we're teaching, um, Vedic or it's similar in trend transcendental is like, you can get to this place where there's no thought, no noticing that there's no thought. There's just a complete, like you were saying, this sort of darkness, but in a good way that feels good. So th- there's nothing. And then your mind will go, Oh, am I transcending? And then yeah, you're like, Oh, right. Yeah. Shit, that's I, it, yeah. I, that, oh, that, that was a thought. And then uh, breath, 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 breath. <laughs> you're just trying to like get back to it. And then you're like you're now you're thinking about it. So yeah. You can't, but it was, yeah, that was interesting. But I did find the actual, Pro, like you know the um the process of it like you know pleasant i mean you know i am a i can understand why it would be helpful on planes because i must admit i'm a bit of a weirdly enough like the first 15 minutes of a flight like you're between sort of like essentially when they're about to take off and mm-hmm. like getting up in the air before i do some work i often have like a kind of like micro sleep you know like mm. I, and really do and i can imagine like actually like, and I just do that, like, you know, like have previously sometimes with headphones on, sometimes not mm-hmm. just like, you know, but it feels always like, but I can imagine like, you know, you're going, well, I have like 20 minutes here yeah. where I would ordinarily shut my eyes anyway, but I could, you know, maybe shut my eyes in a more kind of structured, yeah. like achieve the thing that I, my body's clearly trying to achieve here anyway. Yeah. But like now I have some sort of like, you know, at least a starting point or a guideline of where I could just go, that's you awesome. know, so that's good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I could say that. It's neat. And it is like, it's a technique where like I've been meditating a long time. Like I've done a lot, but I'll still like with you, like I, I'm still amazed sometimes at how, different it feels to just consciously go, I, I'm just going to close my eyes for a few right. minutes. I'm just going to notice my breath. <laughs> like, I, like I'm still like, it's still like kind of a moment of wonder to be, uh, to I'm, be like, Oh wow, this is, this really feels good. I mean, I have had, th- that's <laughs> like, Oh, I was making a fist. I didn't know. Like, but also oh. even not yet. Yeah, I mean, definitely that like my body certainly relaxed in, in a way that I wasn't aware that I was holding myself in mm-hmm. like, you know, cause it wasn't like a, it was yeah. just like a really gentle sort of across the whole body. Oh, yeah. Like, and you know to the point where like literally a muscle in my leg started like it's not something that doesn't normally happen to me but obviously clearly because my body was reacting like it was it was the one bit that was like this is oh, weird but um the other uh, thing i was going to say was that you know often like on you know psychedelic drugs i've always had that question of going regardless of what it is or means or those sort of things mm-hmm. the idea that our brain has this capacity to even even if it's just like a plant or a, like chemical or whatever reacting with your brain and yeah. that's what it can paint it's miraculous that we have this part of our brain that can even do that and uh, it, how how and sometimes we forget that our brain is so complex like we think of our brain as being this like really rational thing like the 
the phrase I always like to use is we think our brains are scientists, but they're lawyers, oh, you know, in that we come up with really the premise that we're trying to justify and then we shape evidence around to prove oh, the point. Yeah, yeah. That's how our brain works, you know, yeah. and that's why yeah. we end up with things like echo chambers and these sort of confirmation bias and those sort of things oh, is because your brain works like that. Yeah. We, but we think we're scientists. We have to support the reality right. that we've. But what we actually it. think we are, this is the yeah. trick. We think we're scientists. So we think we're evaluating all the information and making a good choice, whereas what we're actually doing is. Is making a choice and then finding the information yes. that suits that choice. We do it so much in relation to so other true. people and things like that. So it's um, even just going into my own brain and realizing the tricks it plays on you when you're trying to do something as simple as not do that. Yeah. Like even that and just go, yeah. oh, this is what you do. Yeah. So a, instead of having a thought about that, you're now having a thought about this. It just gives you a moment to at least pause on the idea that in your everyday life, sometimes your brain is probably playing a bunch of tricks on you that, like, you know, that you don't understand. Like, just to yeah. remember that, that your brain is not this, like, perfect, like, robot scientist that makes, like, all these great decisions. It's mm-hmm. this, like, imperfect, you know, thing that yeah. often sends out, you know, the opposite of what you need yeah. or the, you know, it's working against you a lot of the time. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. A, no, it, that, and that's the stuff that like, I could talk about meditation forever because that's where it gets, I like to present it as like, here's the simple thing anyone can do. It's as easy as closing your eyes. Even if you just close your eyes and don't do a technique, you get some benefit to consciously right. close your eyes and go, you know what? If I close my eyes for five seconds, that's five seconds. I'm not getting in negative um, input from a, a feed of a social media feed. I'm not in an argument. I'm not paying a bill. I'm not get you know, you, Oh, that, so that's actually a relief from like, what Laura is really saying is she's not paying her bills. She's really <laughs> struggling with money. That, Please send again, money. I got to open that Patreon because <laughs> I have no bills are being paid. Um, but yeah, that there's, uh, <laughs> and T-Mobile doesn't take, I'm meditating as an excuse. No, it's and, like, I, and I've tried, I've tried, I've, <laughs> I've tr- have character witnesses. Um, yeah, it's, uh, there's, so there's a fascinating thing when you get into like, Oh, I, I'm kind of interacting with myself in this different way or with my brain. And also to keep in mind, um, it's, ge- it's gentle. It's like, Oh, my attention on the breath. Oh, now I'm having thoughts. Oh, attention back on the breath. It's not um, violent, you know, or like, oh, I'm doing it wrong or, you know, that sort of thing. And then the thing that I get is endlessly fascinating to me is so when my eyes are closed and I'm, I I put my attention on the breath. Okay, I can do that. That's not that big a deal. And then um, sometimes I'll talk people through it and ask them, like, then you'll have thoughts like, can you, tell the difference when your attention is on your breath or when your attention is on your thoughts. Can you tell the difference? Okay. Uh, and usually people can have a little sense of that. So now, uh, when you're kind of off and running, meditating, you can be involved in your thoughts and go down the jaggings Avenue and all the stuff you have to do later. Or am I even doing this right? Or, uh, I hate so-and-so whatever it is. Oh, and we interrupt that and then notice, oh, my attention's on the breath. We surrender. So I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Okay, back to, back to the breath. Who's noticing? If I've only ever been 
thought of my, my thoughts. Oh, I hate that person. And am I doing this right? And this is stupid. Is Will even do it? Is, is he just laughing at me? Oh, this is so, why am I even doing this? This is so weird. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> like, if that's all I'm relating to because I'm having those thoughts, that's obviously not me because there's another part of me noticing that I'm having those thoughts. Right. So who's that guy? I mean, it's weird the job. You, you, weird that the job was a guy. I mean, even in your mind, I like to be like women can't get a job. No, no, no. Even in my mind, <laughs> women <laughs> women can't get a break in Hollywood. No, women aren't in charge in my mind because I want to be successful. <laughs> there used to be a woman in charge, but she got pregnant. No, no, we had to lay oh her my off. God. She was. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we invented she, something else uh, because of she was the wars, always. She was always crying. Always crying. Always crying. Yeah, uh, but it is like where you go, oh. If there's a part of me that like can look at all those thoughts, uh, then at least I'm not all those thoughts. Then I'm not all those thoughts because yeah. there's this part of me that's noticing yes. what's that. And I think like that's where meditation gets into like, I mean, you can go on and on for years with that. Well, um, we should finish up and I'm wrapping you up on your own podcast, but the only reason is I need to go to the bathroom. No, I'm <laughs> no, we're done. We were done a lot. We were done a long time ago. Um, yeah, no, thanks for meditating with me. And, uh, I, thanks for saying that I'm right about everything and that I've totally changed your life. The end. 